Hey, welcome to Shift for Life. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Eden. We are both mothers, Christians, and total birth nerds. And this is where we talk about all things related to the childbearing year, with an emphasis on supporting your physiology and embracing the freedom and responsibility we have as mothers. And we do it all through the lens of scripture and our faith in Christ. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there, guys. This is just Eden hopping on here. I'm going to do um, kind of a quick breastfeeding episode on um, mostly troubleshooting breastfeeding and some tools uh, for troubleshooting and also some tools just so you, that you don't have to troubleshoot. Um, anyone that knows me and has really talked to me for a long time knows that I'm pretty passionate about breastfeeding and also knows that I had a really hard start to breastfeeding. Um, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you've heard Clara's birth story, and she was obviously my first child, and I had a wonderful birth with her, and um, I was feeling really just on this like high, this mountaintop, and um, it all really came crashing down with breastfeeding. Um, I just my milk came in right away, which is great. I'm not complaining about that, um, but when my milk came in, I just had so much of it, and people told me like breastfeeding hurts and um, it'll hurt for two weeks and so I just thought that was the pain that I was having was normal and um, to some degree um, pain is normal and common when you're just breastfeeding working out latching and all that stuff Um, I've definitely had small amounts of pain each time starting out breastfeeding but um, nothing like that first time it that it was not normal pain, and um, sorry if you hear little noises. My little guy is still awake. Um, and so five days postpartum, I had an 105 fever. I was shaking so violently that I could not even pick up Clara, um, who was crying in bed next to me. And I called my mom. Uh, My husband was really busy uh, during harvesting season. We had her right in the middle of corn harvest. And um, so my mom came and she thought the thermometer was broken because it read 105. And they rushed me to the ER, but it was cold out. And so I think as soon as I came into the cold weather, my fever broke. And um, they couldn't do anything for me at the hospital. They said, you know, we prescribe antibiotics all the time for just little colds. And I'm like, I obviously have, you know, something worse than a cold. And I just remember being pretty mad. And um, I had had to leave Clara. And so she had had um, a bottle of formula, which was, like, very devastating to me. Um, And so the whole thing was just really quite, quite rough. Um... But anyway, I, they really wanted me to get an antibiotic. My parents wanted me to get an antibiotic, which I, you know, there was no way I was getting the infection under control without it at that point. And I'd had another night of the shaking and the fever. And so um, we went in and got a round of antibiotic from my family doctor. And I felt pretty good the whole time I was on that. But... You know, I don't think that I effectively got the lump out of my breast, which was causing the infection. And so um, it was like a week, you know, a week after I had been on 
off the one antibiotic that the infection came back. And it was actually the first night that I had made dinner. Um, I was four weeks postpartum that day and I really wanted to make dinner. And so I made dinner and the next day I just felt miserable. And um, I remember sitting down to pump and all that was coming out of the, my left breast it was like spaghetti noodles. It wasn't like breast milk. It was just like spaghetti noodles. It was so thick. And um, the milk was so thick that it actually plugged up all the holes that milk was supposed to come out of and created this huge, what they call a milk blister, um, at the tip of my nipple. And I just could not get that milk chunk out. And so my um, nipple made more holes along the side. I was just a mess, you know, and... Um, I tried really hard to get rid of it with garlic, um, but I was just too far gone at that point, and so then I had to be put on a second round of antibiotics, and again, I was just devastated, and, um, Clara was pretty, um, was, like, moderately fussy, and so there was just almost no way that I could, um, like, recover with the way that she was, and obviously the antibiotics made her gas worse, and... Um, after that second round of antibiotics, I got a terrible uh, vaginal yeast infection as well as um, thrush between myself and Clara. And so um, if anybody has ever nursed with thrush, you'll know it's incredibly painful. Um, and that was on top of the fact that I still had that um, milk blister. And then when it was gone, I had just a giant crater in my nipple left over from where the blister had been. Um, and so every time she was feeding, basically, um, from the time she was born, I was just in excruciating pain on that uh, left side. Thankfully, my right side was uncomplicated. Otherwise, I think I would have given up. Um, I'm honestly not sure how I didn't give up. Other than that, I'm very stubborn. Um, so after... Um, about three months of pain and um, dealing with, con like, constantly having to pump uh, um, just so that my supply would stay up on my left side, but also so that um, it wouldn't get blocked in my left side. I finally started to have some um, ease in breastfeeding, and it was just such a relief. And I actually bre breastfed her until she was 15 months old. And um, then I got, I was pregnant and I got really sick and I weaned her. But we'll save uh, the weaning stories for another episode because I know Becca has had um, some um, very different weaning stories from what mine are. And I think that you guys would probably appreciate hearing both ways um, that we have weaned. So anyway, um, so now I'm just going to kind of go through the tools that I've used since then. Um, and that I recommend everybody to get so that they don't have to deal with these problems. And if you're having problems with mastitis and thrush and all that, um, I can cover that too. Um, so pretty much my infection had been so bad with Clara that as soon as my milk came in after I had my son, I instantly had um, like dark red lines in my breast. Um, extreme tenderness and um, swelling and pain. Those are all signs of mastitis. And one day I started to get a fever, but 
um, as soon as my milk came in, it was just instant um, inflammation in my breast. And so I was prepared this time, and I had cabbage in my fridge. And um, it's not for eating. You just peel off a leaf, and you um, put it on like a bra pretty much. Um, don't cover the nipple, but anywhere where your breast is feeling red and inflamed. Um, cabbage will reduce milk supply, and so you have to be careful with it. For people who have struggled with milk supply, I do not recommend it at all. Um, and you and I always do proceed with caution when using it. And I often only use it on my left side because that's my um, bad side. So cabbage is something that you really want to have in your fridge when you're about to give birth. Um, if you don't use it, end up using it on your breasts, it's really good to eat. But that can also, if you eat a ton of cabbage, it can also lessen milk supply. I've heard, I've never experienced that as I typically am an oversupplier. Um, the other thing that I did with William and I also did with Timothy is that I had a haka and hakas are amazing. They're fairly inexpensive. They're just little silicone breast pumps and, um, you basically just suction them onto your breast and it will catch any milk that's coming out. And it will also kind of like relieve any pressure without increasing your milk supply, which is so huge because when you use a traditional like breast pump, it will increase your milk supply every time you use it because you're on supply and demand. And so the Haka will just relieve the pressure. I feel like it helped me regulate my milk supply so much faster. And so that I could go from being like super, super swollen and engorged and like in tons of pain to like just feeling way better and more of like a normal supply and more of what is needed for my baby. Um, I have a really overactive letdown and so that's always been a pain, but I've never figured out anything to like really help with that. So if anybody has any suggestions, I would love to hear them. Um, so the other thing that I would use, I'm going to, I'm going to actually keep going about the Hakka. I'm going to go back. Um, with the haka, sometimes it's really, really hard when you have like giant watermelon-sized breasts to like latch on a baby whose head is like way smaller than your boob. And so the haka can just kind of like make it softer, and so it's easier to latch them on. And it's really a great way to start building up a stash and a stash of colostrum. Like right from the get-go, it's just super amazing for that. Um, get your little freezer stash. My midwife says, like, keep that colostrum, and when your baby's 18 months old and they're sick, give it to them like molasses. And um, I've actually never saved colostrum because I'm just kind of in a haze after I have a baby, but I wish I had because there's been multiple times where I think it would have been really helpful. Um, I'll try and link all of these things, um, the haka and the next few things, in the show notes if I can figure that out. So the next thing is Silverette USA. Silverette USA is a, they make these little, um, they're called nipple shields, but not in the way that you like suck them to your breast and then the baby nurses off them. You just put these little guys on your nipples in between feeds and it's pure silver and it will heal your breast from any like chafing or soreness as well as it keeps them really nice and moist but the silver is antimicrobial and antifungal as well as antibacterial. And so 
it's just really great for you know it will it keeps you from getting chapped and like dried out and bleeding um and so it's really good for healing and it's really good for like keeping the pain down in those first few weeks where you're just constantly in pain you know it's just one more thing that really really helped me I recommend them for everyone I've actually lent mine out to a few people and they are like next time I'm having a baby I'm buying those because they're a lifesaver and you can use them infinite amount of times and actually when you're done with them you can even send um, them back and they'll make a little necklace for you um, which I think is kind of cool but if you can't afford those are a little pricier than like the haka would be Uh, so if you can't afford those lanolin will do I mean I know people have mixed views on lanolin but honestly to me it's better than having um, really dried out cracked and bleeding nipples so Um, the next thing that I really like to have, um, are body armor drinks and they're like coconut water and a few other things. They're basically just like a little bit fancier than Gatorade. And those really help new moms to get their milk in. It's not really a huge deal for me to get my milk in. I get it pretty much immediately, but I've known moms to go up to a week without getting their milk in and that can be really hard. And part of it is staying hydrated. Staying properly hydrated is really important. So make sure you get yourself a really good water bottle, and get yourself some body armors to bring that milk in right away. Um, On that subject, when your milk comes in, it can be really overwhelming, and I promise none of your bras are going to fit. Like, so I always tell moms, like, go to Walmart and get the biggest nursing bra you can find. Like, I just usually get the um, extra large, and I only wear them after I have a baby. And... Um, I don't need them any other time because it's just right after you have a baby and your milk is coming in, your boobs will get huge. And um, I like to wear just a tank top at home, but sometimes, you know, when you have company coming over, you want to wear a bra. So make sure you get yourself some nice tank tops that will pull down nicely um, and a giant, giant bra. Um, There's a few things here that I want to um, give you tips to avoid. Um... Avoid using the nipple shields that I mentioned before, that suction on that the baby has to latch onto. Um, Especially in the really early days, you want to avoid using those. You want to avoid using bottles and you want to avoid using pacifiers because your baby is just learning what your nipple is like. And I promise you, your nipple is like none of those things. Um, I'm not against bottles. I'm not against pacifiers. But in the first few weeks when you're just getting to learn how to breastfeed and stuff do not use those because it will mess your baby up and that will mess your breastfeeding journey up and that's what we don't want for you um i've used a pacifier before um with my son because i had such an overactive letdown that he wanted to comfort nurse and it would just make us both really frustrated if he just wanted to comfort nurse and my milk was spraying all over his face So I have used a pacifier. I'm not against them. I'm just saying in the first few weeks, you want to stay away from those things. And the nipple shields, they might seem like the easier solution at the time. But in reality, it just kind of creates a cycle of frustration of trying to get the baby. You have to latch the baby eventually on your real breast. And it can be quite frustrating for mother and baby. And, you know, I'm not saying that people can't do it because I know people people who have really well and I'm really proud of them, but it's it can be an obstacle 
And I know oftentimes it's something that lactation consultants recommend at the hospital that I do not recommend. Um, the other thing I really recommend if you're struggling to breastfeed is um, to get help from someone who has breastfed. And um, I'm not a certified lactation consultant, but I've helped a lot of women get their babies latched. And sometimes it's just nice to have somebody else there to be calm and to take the baby and get the baby calmed down. And to encourage you while you're trying to get the baby latched. Because it can be such a struggle sometimes. Um, and just, you know, remind yourself that you're learning and they're learning too. Um, it doesn't matter if you've had a lot of babies. They, it's, it can be different every time. So just really give yourself grace during these days and make sure you get lots of rest. Um, I think that's about it. Um, if you are, I guess what I should cover next is that if you are like not in the beginning stages and struggling with mastitis, I would recommend the cabbage and I would alternate cabbage with heat and lots of fluids and garlic. Actually, Becca got me onto this stuff. It's called um, Alimax and it's basically just the active ingredient in garlic and it kills tons. I mean, if I start getting a sore throat, I just spray that puppy in my mouth and I'm feeling better immediately. So it works like an antibiotic, but it's not going to be detrimental to your gut health. So really recommend that. And I'll try and link that in the show notes as well. And I think that's about it. I think that's about all I have to say. I mean, honestly, I could go on about breastfeeding forever and troubleshooting and all the things. And so I mean, you guys know where to reach me if you're having troubles and, you know, really just hang in there and it's totally worth it to breastfeed. And I promise if you want to breastfeed, you can. Um, I know a mom who really is determined to breastfeed, but she has barely any milk due to lack of glandular tissue, which is super, super rare. But she's just um, really trudging through and nursing her baby as much as she can. And giving supplement bottles um, from donors, you know, like three, up to three times a day. So if you want to breastfeed, you can. If you put your mind up to it, you can. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that. And remember that God made you to be the mother of your baby. And you are the perfect mother for your baby. So that's about it, you guys. I hope you guys have a great day or night or whenever you're listening to this. And that's all.